Amen and amen. So thank you to every single one of you. Today I want to speak, as I'm speaking, giving you my, my, your final lecture for the year. I want you to know today that you were born to win. And you were made for greatness. I want you to think about that this morning. Father, thank you for the anointing. Holy Spirit, help me this morning in Jesus' name. 1 John 5 and 4. 1 John 5 and 4. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. I want to speak to you and give you your final lecture for the year. But I want your parents and friends and family to come in on this because I want them to hold you accountable. Because from today, you're not allowed to go back to your old lifestyle. You're not allowed to go back. The Bible says uh, a dog returns to his vomit. You're not a dog. You were born of God. And you were supposed to overcome in this life. And everybody in this church began to say amen already. Come into agreement with us because I am telling you there is no reason why you should fail in this life. If you're failing in this life, it's your own fault. It's not God's fault. If you're not succeeding, if you're not progressing, it's because you lack understanding there's something that you don't know. If you're failing in life and it's the same lessons, it's because and you're repeating uh, certain things in your life like poverty or, or poor relationships or whatever it is, it's because you're not paying attention to the lessons God's giving you. Because when you come into the kingdom of God, whatever is born of God overcomes this world. This world speaks about systems, the world systems of, of, of how they want to control you through education and, and poverty and, and, and the way relationships must be done and, and, and the way you go to church and pretend like you, you know, you, you're changing. But you, you, when you get into the kingdom of God, there is something about your life that gets you to progress like never before. There is no way anybody, anybody, there's either two, one or two things that you don't have. If anybody is failing in life, here are the two things that you need to go and look at them. One is that they lack understanding. Or two is that they're lazy. Scripture's clear about that. Poverty does not make sense. How? How can anybody be struggling? John 3 verse 1 to 5. You've got to be careful about hanging around with religious people. Because religious people will not tell you in the day what the truth is about their lives. Religious people only get a hold of me, not social, we are not on Facebook, and when everybody's in public, they, they, they inbox me privately to ask why my life is not working. There was a man of the Pharisees, that's re the religious folk, Named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Uh, not, not, not just anybody, a ruler. A leader. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, can you see? They don't come to you during the day. Because then they'll feel embarrassed. Because people say, but you're a ruler, but you don't know what the hell's going on. You be careful you hang out with religious people and that pretend if your faith has no proof, it's a fake. 
I say no more. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know. There's something that we're looking at you, we're not saying it publicly, but we know. That in the midst of COVID, something that you can do that others can't do. He says, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Now I'm announcing it in the heavenlies, wherever you go, God will be with you. I'm announcing it in the heavenlies that wherever you go, you can experience the favor of God. I'm announcing it in the heavenlies wherever you go. If you need an answer, you don't have to go to Nick by night. You have to ask the Holy Ghost at night and he will give you an answer in the morning. But you will know which way to go. You will know which university to study in. You will know relationships to connect with. You will know which business to, to, to follow because you're going to be led by the Holy Ghost. Come on, there's got to be a sign that God is with you. Now clap your hands if you believe that this morning I'm astounded last night at the people that came out I mean with the most people we've had in here since COVID began and it was the presence of God was everywhere in this place so just phenomenal it's like God is with you that must be your number one thing are you hearing me students you've got to know is God in this thing is God in this marriage? Is God in this relationship? I know she's got hips, lips, fingertips and all that. Just ask, is this God? Because you, this is my number one thing. Any project, people ask me to sit on their boards. People ask me to get involved in their projects. And I ask the Holy Ghost, is this you? If it's not, I got nothing to do with it. And listen, if it doesn't come by faith, I don't want it anyway. I don't want your stuff. Because there's too much going on in the kingdom of God. So he says, so Jesus says to him, Nick, most assuredly I say to you, unless one is not born from your parents, it's one who's born again. Most people take this born again thing being a thing of eternity. And yet they're living broke, busted and disgusted on earth. They saved for heaven, but they're living like hell on earth. He says, unless one is born again, you cannot even see what these people are doing in the kingdom. So when you come into the kingdom of God, there's everything about the kingdom that makes you successful. I discovered that. I didn't go to the religious people to teach me. I went to kingdom people to get an understanding about what does it mean, this Bible. And God kept on saying to me, to you has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom. To everybody else, it sounds like a good story. For many people that are born again even, the Bible's just a nice story for them. They don't know that everything about the Bible and the kingdom has got to do with their lives on earth. And people, most of the people think, well, you just, I just make it into heaven. Listen. If God wanted you in heaven, he would have made you there. He's given you the earth. The high heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth is given to the sons of men. Let me tell you this today. The Guptas might have stolen the gold and the silver and the oil, but I'm telling you that none of the resources has moved outside of the earth. It's somewhere still in the earth. Maybe in someone's vault somewhere, maybe in someone's, under someone's mattress, but it's here. It's just shifted. 
It's just changed. And when you come into full change, it's about where. There's a beautiful book you must get. It's called Who Moved My Cheese. Because some people are so stuck in their ways. God is saying, here's the next move. Here's 2022. Here's a new thing I've got to do for you. But no, no, you're persisting down the wrong road. The only way I will know to change is when I follow the Holy Ghost because He teaches you to profit and He leads you by the way that you should go. So, you are made for triumph, not for struggle. You are made to overcome in this world. You are made to win in life. Not enough amens in this church because some people are looking at their bank accounts, looking at their lives and saying, but I'm failing. But I am telling you, either lack understanding or you're lazy. And I would like to think that it's just because you lack understanding, let's say an amen in this place. So, I want you to teach you one more principle before you go. And I want to speak to you about greatness in the kingdom. I want you to know today that greatness is not a worldly principle. Greatness never comes from the world system. They impress you with things they don't, they don't own, they, they're in deep debt, they're anxious at night, they, they try, you know, they're going to protect their stuff because they, 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 you know, they, they believe they work hard for it. And everybody defines greatness in a different way. But I am telling you today that greatness does not come from the world. It comes from God. Give me 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 20. In fact, let's first go to Matthew chapter 20, verse 20. So this mother of these sons came to Jesus, came to him with the sons, kneeling down, asking something from him. And he said to her, what do you wish? She said to him, grant that these two sons of mine, Percy and Sia, grant that these two sons of mine may sit, one on your right hand and other on the left, in your kingdom. Now, she's speaking about the kingdom. It's very clear. Not religion. In the kingdom. Jesus answered and said, you don't know what you ask. Are you able to go to, through the for change program? That's what you're saying. Are you able to drink the cup that I'm about to drink? Because that's leadership. And be baptized with the baptism that I'm baptized with. You know the kind of fight Jesus was in to fulfill the purposes of his father in the earth? You know the kind of challenge he went through that they wanted to stone him and throw him down Mount Precipice? Because he brought in a new concept. He brought in an idea about the kingdom of God and people were astounded at his work. And anytime you're dealing with change, it's very difficult because sometimes even in your family, they want to continue the tradition of where you come from. But by, Jesus said, your traditions have made the word of God of none effect. And many people are struggling because you've been handed down a frame from your family that's religious and it's built on tradition and what your father does. And so you must do the same. And yet Jesus wasn't even raised by his earthly father in a way. You don't hear much about Joseph. He was raised from his father. He was fathered from above. His heavenly father. So Jesus says there's a, there's a kind of baptism you have to go through. That brings real transformation in your life. 
There's a kind of thing that you have to deal with in life that allows you to go through a process that when you come out on the other side, you will know that you're in the kingdom. You will know that God is with you. And so verse 23 says, so he said to them, um, sorry, verse 22, she said, yes, they're able to do it. He says, you will be baptized with the baptism I'm about to baptize with. Um, and then, he says, but it's, it's not mine, but my father's to give. For whom it has been prepared by, by my father. Prepared by my father. It means that in his kingdom, in my father's house are many mansions. That's not brick and you having to get concrete and cement up in heaven. Get rid of that in your head. It's a spiritual place. In my father's house are many mansions. Who's building? What construction companies are there? What were you thinking about plumbing and what lights you want? What are you thinking about? Too, too carnal. In my father's house are many positions of authority. That means I can change my position in the kingdom of God. I can reposition myself in the kingdom of God. I can go, go from somebody who is nothing to somebody who is something. Because listen to me, greatness in the kingdom is not a worldly principle. It is a kingdom principle. He says, it's my father's to give. For those who he, who he prepared. That means he can look at somebody's heart. And find out that this person is ready for promotion. And when the ten heard it, they were greatly displeased and, and, and with the two brothers. Now, you know, here's the thing. I want you to please note this. Jesus never denied them greatness. Because greatness is a kingdom principle. It doesn't come from the world. You can brag on your titles all you want. You can get all your, your degrees, as, as many as a thermometer. But in the kingdom of God, promotion does not come from the east or from the west. It comes from the Lord. God looks at the heart of a man to find out who to promote. That's why for change is so tough. Because I don't just give you a skill and an education. You get something to deal with deeper than anything else. It's called your heart. Because God looks in the heart of man to promote a man. Greatness is his king, it's in his kingdom. What gets you to move from David being a shepherd boy to becoming the greatest king Israel's ever had? It's the heart of David. I found a man after my own heart. So in the book of Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 20. In a great house, I want you to know today, you are in a great house. It's called the kingdom of God. So when you came into for change, you, not just came to, you never just came to for change. You came into a kingdom understanding. And it's a great house. The kingdom is so amazing. In a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some for honor and some for dishonor. Yet it becomes really powerful. Many people have confused the scripture. You've come into a great house. The kingdom is a great house. And then there's different kind of people. That's vessels. There are some, of, some that are in a great house, vessels of gold and silver, also wood and clay. 
then they, it's a separation. Some for honor, some for dishonor. Verse 21 says, listen how powerful this gets. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself, are you hearing me today, students? Not if God cleanses you. That means God doesn't decide who becomes great and who becomes not great. God doesn't decide which vessel becomes a vessel of honor and one of the one of dishonor. God doesn't decide that. God doesn't decide which becomes gold and which becomes wood. God doesn't decide it. It says we decide in the kingdom. I make up my mind that I'm going to become a vessel of honor. That means I'm not going to go and hang out with the old people like I did before. That means I'm going to make up my mind, I'm going to become a vessel of honor, and God's going to raise me up because greatness is not a worldly principle. It is a kingdom principle, and God will raise you up, and you can become great in the kingdom of God, and this church is going to give a good amen, amen this morning. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel of honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. I've watched leaders that have come here and come through my program a whole year and even get the, the top awards and go back to an old lifestyle. But not only just that, the enemy wants to take away your testimony. You must make up your mind today that not everybody's going to like you. Because even with Jesus' disciples, all 12 of them in the boat, only Peter got out on the water to walk. You think change is easy. Look at yourself. The thing that gets my life going is when God says, obey me. Go and serve the people. That makes you a vessel of honor. So when you come into the kingdom of God, you make up your mind in Matthew chapter 8, verse 1 and 3. Yet many people struggle. Young, old, and all those That's how I struggled. So I got sick for eight months because this kingdom message was like just I don't hear it anymore. But as a three four year do you have to say Matthew chapter eight verse one? Something's wrong. At that time, this came to Jesus said, Who then greatest because this is a who is the greatest in the kingdom? Then Jesus called a little child to him. Set him in the midst of them and said, Unless you are converted and become as little children, you by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. That's the reason why it's so tough to people older because they don't think that they will that all they know is what they 
people they used to know. And yet when you come into the kingdom of God, I was 14 and young. Because I think born again was 35. They unfortunately you start to see from the kingdom. And I'm like, I don't understand what you And it means the number one thing is this. I must become like a little child. Not childish. Childlike. I've got to say, I don't know. I've never been this way before. I don't understand kingdom. The day you say that, you're ready for the kingdom. Until you say, I know it, I've heard it before. The sermons are all the same. Our church, blah, 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 blah. You're not ready. Go home. You're not ready for the kingdom. Because the kingdom means that you need to become like a little child and say, actually, I need to become like a sponge again. And what it means is that when, when God calls me, because I don't know, i got to go. A little child will be just like, Johnny, come. Not when you, now that you're 35 and 50 and whatever, it's like, I'm not going. You, you, you're calling me like a little child. That's what the scripture says. Unless you become that way, that I trust in God completely and depend upon Him, I'm not ready for greatness. I'm not ready for greatness. Because a, a conversion, a shifting of mind and thinking, and please hear me today, there's a, there is a, a relationship between greatness and your thoughts. I've got to start afresh because I don't know. I've got to read books Attend seminars. Somebody sent me a message and says, can you just give me a brief summary about how to, what's happening in the kingdom? A brief summary. Let me give you 16 years of a brief summary. And I'm still learning because I'm still like a little child in the presence of God every day. Don't let the enemy rob you of your greatness. Let me give you a couple of things about greatness. Quickly, let's go to Genesis chapter 12 verse 1. Let me wrap up my sermon. And give you a couple of things about greatness that will help you. The Lord said to Abraham, get out of your country. Get out of the world system you've been living under. Get out from your family. That means they're the ones that reinforce that system. And from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will show you a kingdom land. Verse 2. Listen to what God promised Abraham. Come on, you read it for me, young ones. What's God going to do for him? I will make you a great nation. Another version of the Bible says, I will make you famous and distinguished. When the blessing comes on you and you begin to follow after God and you want to understand the power of greatness, God will move you to a place because greatness comes from God. Is that when you go in, when people search your name on Google, your name's going to be right at the top. For all the right reasons. A 
And I will bless you and I'll make your name great and you shall be a blessing. So greatness comes from God. But let me just give you a couple of things about what greatness is not. Number one, greatness is not inherited. It's not because of your natural birth. You must be born again. It means that, you know, just because you come from a rich family or some famous family or even my daughter, it doesn't mean that she comes from the Holland family or my son, that they naturally become great. It's not inherited. You cannot be eliminated. And yes, from the side of where you come, you had a poor start in life. You cannot be eliminated from greatness because of your family background. Because this has got nothing to do with your social status or natural uh, family and ability. And here's the other thing. Just because you come from a great family does not mean you will automatically become great. So number one, it's not inherited. Number two, greatness is not income. Because you can have money but be corrupt. You can be greedy. I mean, just, you know, we'll be asking for an offer. You're the first one that can see that mask is protecting that. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the one behind you. Number three. So, no, so one, it's not inherited. Number two, it's not income. Number three, greatness is not being poor. It's not biblical. Some people just, I want to be poor and, you know, I just want to show you how this is my greatness. No, 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 it's unbiblical. Because poverty is not from God. And everybody said, yeah. Number four, greatness is not talent. <laughs> Some people are great at doing, but not great in being. They're just horrible people. Can't speak to them, can't sit them down, can't have a proper conversation. They're not, they don't understand humanity. Number five, here's a good one for you this morning. I hope you're taking notes because today's note takers are tomorrow's history makers. Number five, it's not popularity. It's not your responsibility to make you great. It's God's responsibility. All your likes on Facebook, and and, and today they like you, tomorrow they, they don't. I have people that loved me for many, many years until I told them I'm not getting vaccinated. Huh? Unfriend you, block you. What happened? Now, if I'm operating out of the popularity contest, then of course, I would like to get vaccinated just because of you, so that you don't, don't disown me. The devil is a liar. Because when you came into the kingdom of God, God builds your self-image. He breaks the inferiority complex. And the days of you like wanting to like people, you're getting freed from the likes of people because you are free in Christ. This church is going to say an amen this morning. The greatest freedom a leader can ever experience is the day you get free from people. Greatness, God says, if you follow me, I'll make sure you get to the top. Number six. Greatness is not cheap. I wish I could tell you that this is for free. I don't go to certain places, not because I don't want to be there. It's just that it's too expensive. To hang out with certain people and to go certain places. It's expensive. 
greatness is not cheap. It will cost you. Look at your neighbor and say, it will cost you. And you cannot expect someone else to pay for your greatness. Tasman can't expect me to pay for her greatness. She's got to develop herself as a leader, as a CEO, not because of that. It's not inherited. She's got to develop herself. Like you've got to go and say, well, I made up my mind. I'm to become great for the kingdom of God. Yes, number seven, and this is where it's good news for you. Because you've got something on your side called time. Greatness is not immediate. You cannot have instantaneous greatness. Greatness takes time and great sacrifice. If you're going to build anything, if you're going to do anything great, if you're going to build communities, you're going to build this church. Let me just announce it. I did it last night to some of the, the leaders. We had a, this session here last night that was so phenomenal. I mean, God's been so, He's blessed us. We've been here seven years in this position. And we're not able to move, right? For many reasons. But the team, we had the drummers over here. The whole set was phenomenal to a point of where we had to all sit at the back because they occupied the front. And the Lord said, the place is too small for you now. I have called, listen, the children's ministry will be along that side. So you'll come all the way through there and you'll be able to see the children's ministry. We're moving the stage all the way to the back. So all this comes down and the big building, the great hall will be built here. I've called for it. And I want to announce it in the heavenlies right now. That in 12 months time, it will be completely different in this house. Because you need to remember that. When God calls you and say, it's time for you to move, you move with God. But we're going to put up the best screens. We're going to have the best sound. We're going to have the right things done in this house. Because the, the kingdom is a great place. And you can develop yourself in the kingdom of God and become... Because it takes time. And we were in here. And if you've been faithful in this place, God gets ready to expand you. And so we've called for the first 10 million rand to drop now. For our project. 10 million, the first, right now. And I just, I'm not asking for your money. I'm asking for your agreement. Can you clap your hands and agree with me? I'm telling you, it's going to come from a handful of people. They're going to come and say, here's the money. Let's finish off the project. But our sons and daughters will not grow up in any kind of inferior place. Because the kingdom is a place of order and it's a place of excellence. And we're going to build it for the glory of God. Come on, you can't take your money with you. When it's over, you can't take buildings with you. When it's over, you can't take your car with you. When it's over, you can't take your gold, you can't take your silver, you can't even take the key for your house. Because we'll just make another key. Amen. <laughs> yes, number eight. Greatness is not common. That's the reason why we had 30 students come here and only 10 finished. Because if it was common, everybody would be doing it. It's greatness that separates you from the crowd. 
When God calls Abraham, he says, come out from your family. Come out from your country. Come out from your father's house. I'll make your name great because it's not common. Now you run back to your old friends and your own relationships because they want to make you back like them. Return back to that, but not you. Look at your neighbor, the ten of you, and say, not me. Hold their hands and say, not you. Say, I'm going to hold you accountable. Grab them by the hand and say, I'm going to hold you accountable, not you. Because greatness is not common. You spent a whole year and you've been through hell. Don't give it away cheaply. Number nine, greatness is not the approval of men. People that constantly need the approval of men. Sometimes greatness means you walk the path by yourself. Great men build, they innovate, they create new things, they pioneers of starters of, of, of the moves of, the, of God, they make movies, they do things because they carry ideas. So when Mary gets pregnant, says, Mary, don't go and hang out with the common. Go and hang out with Elizabeth who's also pregnant. May you, may, may you find people that are also pregnant with purpose. That is paying the price for greatness. Because great people are often misunderstood. Often rejected of men. Hmm. Okay. The desert place is a necessity for greatness. Let me just quickly go into how to grow in greatness. Let me give you a couple of things you can go with. In fact, you don't have any notes. We'll, this is your parting present, okay? You can take the message and you can have it all for yourself. How to grow in greatness. Number one, you must be teachable. There is always a better way. You cannot afford to close your mind and life. You must be opening up yourself every morning and saying, Father, the Holy Spirit is your teacher. He will teach you. He can teach you, give you new ideas. He can show you which way to go. He can open up your life to new ideas and new relationships. But you must become teachable. That's a little child. Unless you stay in that place and say, Lord, I need to remain teachable. I tell you what most people do is once they've done their matric or even done with the university and got their degree, they stop learning. I mean, you know, they're only 25. They got a degree, but their lives are over because you can't teach them another thing. One, you must be teachable. Number two, you must be willing to receive correction. The flight from Lanceria to Cape Town is correction all the way. It's not a straight line. That's life. You must understand that. Even if you made a mistake, repent quickly. Don't wait and say, I'm going to repent on the 31st of December. You sinned about that thing like 20 years ago. Every day. His mercies are new when? Every morning. Receive them by repenting. Every morning. Mm. Please write this down. Being rebuked is the pathway to greatness. Not everything in life is here to, in life is here to affirm you. 
People are doing absolute rubbish. And you say, you know, just, just, just bless me in my mess. I'm like, are you listening to you? Do you really want God to bless you in your mess? We're not here to affirm everything that people are doing. Sometimes I just look at people and say, that's rubbish. And I say it with my eyes like this. Well, sometimes I don't say it, just my eyes go anyway. Number three, if you, the pathway to greatness, learn to lay your own agendas down. People come with too many agendas in here. They come for husband, they come for wife, they're worshiping, they're making sure that the ring finger doesn't show any rings, and they worship high. Agendas. And the guys aren't even got their eyes closed and worshiping the Lord. It's like, who's... Fingers don't have. Learn to lay your life, your own agendas down. When you come in here, you're a child of God. And you come into the kingdom, lay your agenda down. Seek a higher purpose. Learn to place your Isaac on the altar. Learn how to take your precious and say, Father, for your kingdom and for your glory. That's why Jesus says, you must lay your life down. There are levels of greatness, but you must be willing to put down your agenda. And you know, the things that I get used to in ministry is that you watch when people come with impure motives. I had one daughter walk in here a couple of weeks ago. Stood before me, Carmen. She says, I'm telling you now, I'm willing to lay everything down if you teach me what you know. It's been amazing. She's learned more in the last six weeks, seven weeks than she's learned in the last seven years. Just because she laid her agenda down. I thought you'd clap for that one. Here's why you must lay your agenda down. Because if any one of the sons are getting a breakthrough right now, you see cars happening, you see businesses, you see them becoming multimillionaires, you're seeing the breakthrough, you, a, a competitive spirit comes on the inside of you because now you want what they got. Because you're harboring an agenda. It develops an attitude and a, and a competition spirit inside of you built on pride. You must come in here and say, Father, not my will. Your will be done. That's kingdom. That's when greatness happens. Hmm. Those with, with pride and a competitive spirit can never fulfill their destiny in life because they're either seeing destiny helpers as competition or refusing help from kind innkeepers because of pride. So I can't help you. Because you have an agenda. You want, it, you want God to bless you this way. You want God to make you great this way. This is the reason why this principle is so foreign to the church. Because you're operating with worldly principles, thinking it's, you know, you, you're in a dance with the world, thinking that you're going to get a kingdom result. It doesn't work. The kingdom of God is principle-based. The blessings of God are kept a secret from everybody. They are concealed, and it takes people with insight to find them out. It's the glory of God to conceal a thing. It's the honor of men to search it out. That's why I want to say to you that the wisdom of God is not hidden from you. It's not hidden from you. It's hidden for you. This is kingdom. And when you really want to find greatness, and you really want to come into your destiny, you can get it. It's for anybody. You just have to lay your agenda down. Hmm, what is greatness? To be great means to be outstanding in whatever you do. 
It means to be successful. It means to be prosperous. But here's the greatest definition we found for greatness. It's a life of blessing. Any man that is great is a man whose life is a blessing to people every day. Somebody says amen. Let me end. You have to take your five principles for greatness. Number one is obedience. If you're willing and obedient, you'll hear the good of the land. My time's gone. Number two is diligence. It means hard work. You will gain respect from the world by your performance. Slothfulness doesn't work. By diligence, we mean hard work. Gone are the days when people folded their hands and prayed for God to send them manna, and he did. That stops in the wilderness. You are promised land people. God wants you to come in and begin to, because God hates idle hands. And he finds it difficult to bless them. Because God will bless the work of your hands. Did you work this week? No? Well, there's nothing to bless, right? Just saying. Number three, study. Hosea says, my people perish because of a lack of knowledge. My people perish also because of forgotten knowledge. Don't you forget what you learned this year. You took copious notes. You did plenty. People perish for three reasons. One is they don't have knowledge, the lack of it, they forget it, or they reject it. I've watched people walk through these doors that after I've given them an instruction, they reject what I say, and that's why they perish. My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge because they have rejected knowledge, and also I'll reject you from being priests for me because you have forgotten the, no- the law of your Lord. The Lord, of your Lord. So those three things is what causes people to perish. Rejected, forgotten, and a lack of knowledge. That's the only reason why you, you, you're struggling. Listen, Bishop David Adiepo says, there is no mountain. Man's ignorance is his mountain. Number four. I said number three is to study. Number two, three is to study. Number four is heart prayer. You have a relationship with the Lord now. You can ask God anything. God will be there with you. And I want to go past that. And so we want to end with this final one. Is here is where you need to go. Number five, the pathway to greatness is giving. For God so loved the world that he gave. Some people, anytime you speak about giving, knots come in their stomach. You don't understand greatness. You want to become great? Serve as many people. You want to become great? Solve people's problems. I'm sitting on boards because I'm solving people's problems. I am giving my gift to them. And please, you're 18, 19, 20, 21. You can't be charging 35 and an hour for your presentation. Go serve. Serve your way to greatness. Go and give your life away. Go and help somebody else become successful. I'm only doing what I'm doing here, not because of me, but because I make you great. I serve you. Now take what you have from this house and go and serve the world. Go and transform your communities. 
Don't look for titles. That's what it says in Matthew chapter 20. It says you want to become great, go and serve as many people as possible. That's how it works in the kingdom. Too many people looking for titles, and your titles have got you into trouble. Too many people looking for degrees and diplomas on the wall, but you can't translate what's on the wall onto paper. You can't even. The one guy Dr. Winston is preaching about today that he had, you know, um, um, this car, that it was like he, he, he put a, a, a registration on it, said paid in full, and then they repossessed the car. It's like you've you got to take it away from the wall and from all your sayings. Something must convert on the inside of you that you can say that it, my relationship with God is real. And when I give, I give because of what God has called me to do because it's part of my makeup of being great. I made up my mind, nobody leaves my presence the same. Now whatever you've been through, some don't like it. You come in here and, you've, and you know, I mean not just here, but yes, anywhere is that you're either going to like me or you're going to dislike me. But your relationship with my life will never not be the same. Because I'm going to provoke everything inside of you to change. And if you want to change, I will help you. And I'll be there for you. But you need to understand that the only constant in life is change. Are you really going to go into 2022 with the same attitude, the same mind, and the same uh, places and same people, and, and same, like, don't teach me a thing. I got to study something every day. I got to get an instruction from the Lord every day. Why? It's childlike in the presence of Almighty God. Greatness is your portion. You will rise to the top. If you take these notes down and you follow our example, I am telling you, no one will be able to stop your progress. The anointing of God upon your life. I've watched you, everybody. I've watched you individually. I've had conversation with you. I am telling you now, it might not be around the boardroom table somewhere with, with a, a tie and a, and, 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 and a jacket on. But I am telling you, you're going to run big companies because of what you're doing. There's too much inside of you. You were born to win. Now you need to clap your hands and believe right now. Stand, the ten of you stand to your feet and begin to believe right now because the church is going to clap for you and they're going to stretch out their hand to you and they're going to believe in you and they're going to trust God for you that greatness is your portion. Come on, begin to stretch out your hand and begin to pray that God will do a mighty work in their lives, that they will never be the same again, that they're going to rise to the top in whatever industry God has called them to. They will forever be learning and training and developing. They will always walk with integrity in the love of God. They will be a blessing. They'll be raised up. They've been raised up to be leaders so they can become all that God has called them to be. But the kingdom of God is in you and you lack no good thing. You don't come just from your earthly father. You are born to your parents, not to your parents, but through your parents. You are born from above and that which is born of God overcomes this world, even your faith. We announce it in the heavenlies that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. No man will be able to stop your progress. And if you stumble in any way, you will run right back into the presence of Almighty God. You will not slide back. You will slide into the presence of Almighty God every morning and every day and become all that God has called you to be. Greatness is your portion. The blessing of the Lord is upon you from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. You will live and not die. You'll become all that God has called you to be. And 
God will raise you up and you'll become the leader of your community. You'll be the change agent in your city. You'll be the one that raises up businesses that employs hundreds of people because you were born for a time such as this. You were born to win. Your excuses are over. God has re programmed your life. There's a fresh DNA on the inside of you and you in a kingdom and you a vessel of honor from today in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody agreed and said, Amen and Amen. Can I have the worship team up please? Greatness is your portion. Listen to me, child of God. You're new in the ministry. You've never heard this message before. But I'm telling you, only the enemy ever rob you. Of the fact that God wanted you. He's the one who chose you. He's given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. Everything to be a success in life. Everything. I can't make an excuse for being colored from my background. I can't. None of that stuff stands before heaven. Because when you're born again, everything changes. Everything. And nobody can stop your progress. Nobody. The potential on the inside of you doesn't come from your father, from your education. Your potential comes from God and it's unlimited. It's uncapped. Because you come from God. No one can stop you. Not even the devil. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Every excuse for failure dies, ends when you enter into the kingdom. The Bible says this message of the kingdom must be preached and then the end will come. The end of I was born on the wrong side of the tracks it ends in the kingdom. We, I, was, I come from a dysfunctional family. We all come from a dysfunctional family. What's your excuse for not living? Who are you blaming for your failures? 38 years laying around a pool and say there's no man to put me into the pool. You're full of excuses, man. They're not even valid reasons. Don't tell me you can't study. People study what they want to study. I never read a book, but I studied the horses. I was very good. No, I, I lost a lot of money. But if the people study that they want to study, you lie. You're just full of excuses. I can't read. And when I read, I get tired. Blah, blah, blah. Train your eyes to read. Stop rejecting the knowledge. Stop forgetting the knowledge. Stop walking with a lack of knowledge. Greatness is your portion. I want to announce it in the heavens for somebody that will receive it. I said this yesterday, I'm saying it again. You've got to lift your hands and lift them high. You don't have everything that God has got for you. You only have that which you've received. That which I've received from the Lord, I give unto you. Hands are lifted. Won't you stand to your feet anyway? Yes, Lord.
greatness is in this house. God's raising you up. I can feel it. Someone's going to get an anointing in this place. lift your hands and sing for from you are all things and to you are all things you deserve the glory you're worthy of it all you're worthy of it all online worship the lord to present yourself to the Lord this morning. I come from your hand, O oh God. Take my life and use it for your glory. Everything I do, everything I think, everything I say, be glorified in the morning, in the afternoon, and even at night. But let my life become a praise unto you. From this day forward, I release you into the hand of Almighty God. I commit you to Him and to His Word, who's able to build you up and give you your inheritance in the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name. Clap your hands and agree with me this morning and bless them this morning. Come on, bless them. Just bless them. Bless them. Shout greatness. Shout greatness. Hallelujah. Every head bowed and eye closed, please. If you do not know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you must be born again. Otherwise, you cannot see the kingdom. You cannot come into greatness. Greatness is not from the world. It's from God. If you've never made Him the Lord of your life, if you've never said yes to Jesus, for God so loved the world that He gave, the question is, did you receive what He gave? His Son. If you do not know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, here's your moment, here's your opportunity. Say, Pastor, I need to make right to the Lord. Just lift your hand. I'll pray for you. Thank you. The hands are going up. Lift your hand. Lift your hand. I will pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's pray together as a family. Say, Lord Jesus, I confess that I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. I believe you died on the cross for a sinner like me. Come into my heart. Cleanse me of my sin. Let me see the kingdom of God. Thank you for saving me. I belong to you. You belong to me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen and amen. Clap your hands. The leaders have marked you. Please meet with Pastor Brian at the end. And he will connect with you to make sure that we can have a conversation with you concerning your born-again status. Because you were God's creation. But today you were son of God.
a child of God. For as many as received Him, to them He gave the right to become children of God. Amen? And with that, we're going to have communion as a family. If you can just make sure that we have all the elements as a family. And come together with your families. And you need to help me this morning. Glory be to Jesus. Glory. Tell it to the mountains. Tell them to shut. Tell it to the mountains. It's Christmas time. It's a good time. It's, it's been a good year. Go. We have a message. It's a kingdom message that Jesus is alive. You all played it last night. Yeah, let's go. It's, it's, a, it's party in the house, man. Come on. We're going to tell, tell it to the mountains. Come on. Go. Go. Yes. vaccination that can protect you where is your trust who are you depending upon a world system you asking a people who hates your God to protect you we're gonna to touch and start healing school for anybody that has been affected by this vaccination God's coming to change the DNA of anything perverse and unrighteous in your body. But you're going to have to switch systems. And so I'm going to trust and rely and depend upon God for my protection and for my healing. Is anybody with me today? Just a little softer. I spent a whole week with Dr. Winston in Zambia. The first day he came and preached in the first morning, the president of the nation was there. We met him. He's having a conversation with Dr. Winston. The president has all of his security and the government officials to protect him. And he turns around and says, from today until he leaves, make sure that he has protection. I mean, it was a crazy week. We had cars everywhere and machine guns and all kinds of stuff for, to protect Dr. Winston. And in a meeting at the end, he said, thank you very much for all that you've done. I really appreciate you standing here. But let me tell you this. There is not enough security on the earth to protect me. I need help from above. I am telling you, there is not 
a vaccination big enough for you to protect you. You need God on your side. You need the Word of God. You need the Holy Ghost. And you need the power of God's Word. And you need angels to preserve and to protect you. Can somebody say amen in this church? Stop believing the lie that you can depend upon a world that wants to destroy you. Jesus is your healer. He's your protector. He's your provider. There are not enough security systems to help you. No alarm, no, no ADT, no whatever. You need angels. You need God's protection. This is December. Please work with me. At least receive what I'm saying. You don't have everything that God has got for you. You only have that which you've received. Receive His protection today. Receive His healing today. Receive His provision today. And everybody said, Amen. Mm. Just by faith, receive your healing. Receive it. And if you've messed up, fess up. You know what it means? Confess it. Apologize. Repent. But don't walk into 2022 with old stories and I still don't like that person. Still mad at the world. Unforgiveness is like somebody sitting in the prison with the doors locked but with the keys on their lap. Unforgiveness only locks you away from your destiny. Not someone else. <laughs> when you forgive people, they don't go free. Not before God. You go free. Release people. Let it be done. Because you can experience miracle after miracle after miracle. This is a kingdom system. He provided for your healing. You are the body of Christ. His bones and His flesh. It's in the book of Ephesians. If it's not in Christ, it can't be in you. Not sickness, not disease, not fear, not depression, not suicidal thoughts. Because you're in Christ. As He is, so are we in this world. Receive His forgiveness. Don't you say, it was so bad, I can't receive His forgiveness. Receive His forgiveness. Like you need to receive His Holy Spirit. Like you need to receive His Word. Like you need to receive His love. Like you need to receive, 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 receive His forgiveness. Pray for Pastor Ziena, healing, a voice. We receive healing. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you for the anointing, your favor upon your people this month of December. Let the grace of God come upon them in a profound and a profuse way. We are your sons and daughters. For no eye has seen and no ears heard nor has entered into the heart of man the things you prepared for those who love you. Holy Ghost, reveal it. I bless your people from the crown of the head. 
heal families, heal broken hearts, restore, repair, and bless your people. In Jesus' name, we all agree and say, Amen and Amen. Be seated for a minute, please. Luke 6 and 36. Glory be to Jesus. Luke, Luke 6 and 36 says, Give. Uh, now find me the scripture. Well, there's a good one for you. Just be merciful as your Father in heaven is also merciful to you. Give and it will be given to you. Good measure. Press down. Shaken together and running over. Will be put into your bosom. With the same measure that you use. It will be measured back to you. You know what's a blessing for me? That once upon a time I sat being saved and my stash of CDs was the best. They came to my house on a Sunday with babalas. Pastor Z has to cook a curry and we're going to sit and have jazz because it's my, my house. And that time it's just CDs. I mean, no CDs now, right? But I mean, I had my... It was, man. It was the best. It was expensive. But it was my investment. And so finally I get born again. I can give up gambling. And I can give up drinking and club going and the like. And I give my heart to the Lord and it's done. And I'm so happy we're all free. No more alcohol in my house. And... Weeks are going on, I'm worshiping the Lord, I'm thanking God, I'm free. The Lord said, son, we need to speak. Anything, Lord, anything. He says, about that CD stash you never gave away. I'm like, devil, I bind you, I take authority over you. Don't you touch. Man, it took me weeks to part with that thing. Because it was in my heart. Friends came, I said, I'm giving the CDs away. I'm so glad you saved. <laughs> I had Lionel Richie, man. Easy like Sunday morning. Until the Lord showed me that what I sowed, what was in my heart, and gave it away. So God can take his rightful place. He replaced it with Sunday morning worship. Whatever a man sows, he's going to reap. Some people ask me, how is it possible that God is forever filling up? I mean, Kalita last night was like, huh? And then Jordan, I'm like, what? It's just the gifts keep on coming. What people don't realize is that I've sown for it as a man of God. Whatever you sow, you're going to reap. So please don't sow your broken fridge and because we're praying for a harvest for you. Just your, your house will be full of broken stuff. You, you don't want that. Because whatever a man sows, he's going to reap. They've given their lives for this year, in return, you got life. Because whatever a man sows, whatever he gives himself to, it will give itself back to you 
you've got the lesson. Do that for life. Financially, with a smile, with an attitude, with whatever, it will give itself back to you. I pray a blessing upon you. Thank you for giving. Everybody online, you've been amazing. It's a generous church. And the truth is that if your pastor was stingy, do you know that pastors, stingy pastors, raise up stingy people? It's the spirit. If I don't worship, nobody worships. Doesn't matter what's going on here. Because it's the spirit of the leader. The Lord bless you in this season. Think about it. Be purposeful in your giving. I feel so blessed when I give. It's more blessed to give than to receive. There's something that happens inside of us because it's the very nature of God to give. For God so loved the world that He gave. Father, thank You so much for all that You've done. Thank You for the anointing. Thank You that You honor Your Word. That whatever, the measure that we use, it will always be measured back to us. I bless Your people in their giving. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.
can be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. The Lord lifts up his countenance upon you. And give you peace. And give you peace. The Lord bless you. You are highly favored of the Lord. From the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. You are preserved. You are protected. The hand of God is upon your life from this day forward. No weapon, no fourth wave, no fifth wave, no sixth wave will touch your home in Jesus' name because you are, your, your life is of limits to the enemy. I bless you. Thank you for being here this morning. And of course, uh, Wednesday nights, we've got some time off, Saturday time off. We'll see you next Sunday. Amen. If you're traveling, the hand of God is upon you. Your rest will be sweet. Your sleep will be sweet. It will be a, you'll come home refreshed in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Let's go.